Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the episode called What Would Kim Do? Where I read different scenarios, challenges, dating blunders, and really any problem that you all might need solving. And as I mentioned in the previous podcast, I've been getting, of course, a flood of emails and inquiries about how to date during this time of uncertainty and isolation. So I thought this would be the perfect format to help answer all of your questions. And I'm sure some of the questions that you're going to hear might be yours. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I would do to help you through it. And I'm here for you. So let's get to it. All right. The first one is, it's from a woman and she said, dating is difficult as no one wants to risk anything. Staying at home is a good thing, but it does something to you. I personally miss being touched and starting to feel a little lonely. Is closeness possible in just communication with someone? How can I combat this loneliness? Oh, yes. I think a lot of people have been feeling this. Um, These are trying times for sure. And it's important to engage in healthy choices during this time, obviously. And the lack of human physical touch, I mean, that's a big thing. It's it's really tough. Um, But there are ways of remaining close and creating that connection with others to combat feeling lonely. I mean, the truth is before social distancing in a physical sense, the number of people who report feeling lonely has more than doubled, more than doubled since 1980. And that was before all of this happened. So the impact of feeling socially isolated was happening before the coronavirus. And ironically, This physical isolation we are all in is actually forcing many to become more socially connected than ever before. Now, we can't physically connect, but we can emotionally connect. We need to recognize that feeling socially connected is fundamental to our longevity, and we have a chance to do this more than ever. And if we are to combat this loneliness, and I will call it almost like a loneliness epidemic, we need to view connection as more than some just poetic expression or physical contact. Close ties not only help foster positive emotions, they also protect against harmful effects of stress, which can harm the immune system, which obviously is not good for us right now. So here are some things to try to combat feeling lonely and feel closer to people and potential dates. Number one, rethink how you're spending your spare time. I mean, obviously we have a lot of spare time right now. And when we feel lonely, sometimes we want to just retreat into a corner and hide. In fact, a lot of people saying, gosh, I'm just even more tired doing nothing. You know, other times our endless to-do list may leave us too exhausted to think about being social. If you create a life for yourself that deprives you of meaningful social connection, then you have to change your mindset and start doing things to start living differently. And this is an opportunity to do that. Like I've had a lot of people say that they have reached out to 
friends, family members, loved ones that they haven't talked to in years. So it's, it's actually, you know, forcing us all to kind of renegotiate our relationships, our friendships, you know, people who have been important to us in the past and reconnecting them currently. So again, this is an, a way of just that reconnection, I would say, and how you spend your spare time. Number two, practice self-kindness. I've said this before, but you know, in difficult moments, it's essential to practice self-kindness and really focus on yourself. You know, blaming ourselves when we feel lonely is not helpful. So limit your hurtful self-talk and engage in some self-care. And you know, just generally give yourself a break, perhaps a walk in nature or, you know, just getting yourself in a self-kindness mood, doing things at home that make you feel good. You can give yourself a manicure, a bubble bath, you know, listen to some good music, pull in, listen to some poetry, some good movies. You know, this is just that self-care is so important. And guess what? That's good for dating because when you feel good about yourself and you feel energized, that focus, that positivity is going to radiate outwards. And so even if you're doing some online dating, you'll have energy with that. And you might be able to connect with people even better than you have before, because maybe you were just on automatic and you were just going out, going through the motions, doing social things, but not really connecting with yourself. So use this time to re, you know, reconnect with yourself with self-kindness. The third thing I'll say to combat the loneliness is connect in real life. And I know you might be thinking, well, how can I do that if we can't go out and connect with people in a physical sense? But we can decrease our loneliness if we build stronger people connections, and we can do that online. We can do that by scheduling video dates and interactions and focus on you know, looking people in the eyes and listening and being mindful during those conversations, those video conversations, and you know, choosing not to be distracted. You know, there's a big difference than being passive. And just being more voyeuristic and watching the news and watching social media and scrolling down the page than interactive with people. So take a look at how much time you're just spending on viewing things versus interacting with people. The, uh, the other thing that I'll say that would be really helpful to combat the loneliness is just, you know... If you can engage in face-to-face -face social interactions, it's going to actually improve your mood and reduce depression. Activities that involve other people like online groups, you could do friend happy hours or virtual dates, and you know they're likely to have a positive effect on your mental health. So find ways to be around people more. Even if you're going for a walk and you, you know, you kind of adhere to, to the social distancing, you can still smile at people. <laughs> it's, I, I did a post about this recently. A smile is the one thing that's contagious that is a good thing for us right now. You know, just because we're farther away from people doesn't mean we can, can't connect with our eyes and our smile. And that's really important right now, like keeping that positivity with just the human beings. The final thing to combat loneliness is, you know, starting your interactions with more vulnerability and emotion. This is such an interesting 
phenomenon that I'm seeing happening is that conversations are actually starting in a state of vulnerability. Now, as some of you may know, I have this whole social engagement formula that teaches people how to move from your head and kind of these factual conversations that a lot of people start with, topical conversations to a more heartfelt conversation with emotion. Now that all of this is happening in the world, the acknowledgement of, you know, just first of all, what people are going through is a vulnerable state. Think about that. Now, you're not going to lead conversations in a negative way, like, oh my gosh, this sucks, or oh my God, I hate this, and this is how my life sucks. But no, asking people how they are feeling during this time is a great way of starting a conversation. Like, what are, what are you doing to have fun during this time? And what are you doing to relate to people? You know, just asking them more heartfelt questions that have to do with this state of being that's collective right now is really, really powerful. I mean, wow, there are so many barriers being broken right now in just, you know, the way people are having conversations. It's a beautiful time to practice that. Okay, so that was the first question. Second question is, Dating seems distant and something I can't get my head around, but I love how this experience is helping me clarify my own values as well as what I want in a future partner. Should I just forget about dating and just focus on myself? Uh, Okay, well, to me, it's been amazing to see some of the benefits that have come out of this physical isolation. It definitely is a time to slow down and explore yourself in a deeper level. And that is a really good thing. And it will absolutely help you attract a healthy partnership. You know, before now, so many people were dating without clarity in who they are, what they wanted, what's important to them for their love life, that they were actually attracting really like unhealthy or negative situations, relationships, that kind of thing. So now you do have the time to focus on you. So that your mission is congruent with who you are attracting. So the answer to your question about just focusing on yourself versus dating, it's actually one and the same. You know, there's a woman that I was working with and, you know, she had that question and she was really working on, you know, kind of focusing on, she wanted to learn how to date, but date differently, date as I call, smarter, not harder, and paying attention to some of the guys that she was attracting. And it's working. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of teaching her some things and how to read profiles and looking at her interactions and detecting where some things are going awry and where things you know, she should be paying more attention to. And she's starting to have great conversations, attracting really great guys. And she said to me, she's like, Kim, this is so fascinating. It's so interesting. Is like when I am pulling in and focusing on myself and paying attention to how I feel in these conversations, I'm actually able to date smarter. Like I'm really starting to see things. So it is one and the same. When you focus on yourself, you can still practice dating while doing that. So here's something I suggest. Make a list for yourself of all the things you love about you, like what you're looking for in a partner, what your strengths are, and also what your dating mission is right now. And then come up with, I don't know, say three top challenges you are having. And this could be before this quarantine thing even happened. 
then come up with a plan around how you can practice those skills to get there. So for instance, if you had trouble carrying on conversations on dates and creating chemistry, maybe this is the time that you can practice that. So you know, try asking a personal question to five potential dates per day. Gamify it. Make it fun. Those skills then will translate into better interactions later on, whether it's online or off. Okay, great question. Here's another one. And this, I think it's from a woman. She said, hi, Kim. Good evening. Hope that you are doing well. With this virus situation, all the places are pretty much closed here, and I have not been getting much out of my home to see people. I canceled all my dates. Everything seems to be on hold, and maybe it will be a while. Do you have thoughts and suggestions? Okay, so here's the thing. The worst thing you could do right now is cancel your dates and put everything on hold in your mindset and in your life. Now more than ever is a time to work on things you may not have had time to do before. I keep saying this over and over again, but I really want to motivate you. Here are some things that you could do to continue working on your dating skills in life. Number one, online dating. Okay, so you know me by now. I'm, I am not about just focusing on one way of meeting people, but we don't have a lot of choices right now. So what can we do to build out our dating portfolio so that we diversify it, just like a financial portfolio, so that we're having like different ways of interacting and impacting each other? So if you are someone who hated online dating or app dating before all this happens, now's the time to learn to embrace it, but maybe do it in a different way. Maybe you want to use it to just practice and build relationships. Maybe you want to practice flirting, okay? And just in your mind, you're, you're going to say, all right, well, I'm going to go online, but I'm not going to do it in a way to meet my potential boyfriend or girlfriend. I'm going to just do it to practice flirting and see if I can up the game on that. And then you can just take it to the next level. You can also try different apps. You can try different online stuff. You can, you know, there's a lot of things and I'm going to go over some other ideas as well. But here's the interesting thing. Now more than ever, people who hated online dating are now being forced to do it. So if that's you, you might find other online dating haters now online. So the people who are more extroverted and social in nature are, are going to be online. So why not hop on there and find your tribe, right? So think of it that way. Um, number two, I mentioned before the video dates, it's been really successful with a lot of my clients have been kind of coaching them through it lately. A lot of people have been having fun on video dates, you know, doing a way that you, maybe you would do it in person. So for instance, I would start with like a short time period, just like you would in real life. I always recommend don't have like two, three, four hour video dates upon first impression, or if that's your first date. Um, I would do like share an appetizer or share a glass of wine or play maybe a game online together and do it for an hour and just see how it flows. Cap the time like you would the first date. And then if it goes well, set up another one that's more um, involved perhaps and longer. I mean, maybe it's more interactive. You guys could come up with some fun things to do. Um, 
you know, again, the barriers are all coming down. I mean, people can see each other's homes now on first dates, right? Like you can't hide. So think about just all the things that you can accomplish while going on the video dates. Okay. So that's the other thing I want to say. The third thing is the conversation skills. Now, what I've been doing a lot with people is teaching, like I've been looking at people's Bumble profiles. I've been looking on, you know, their match profiles, what, whatever format they're on, because most of them nowadays I can, I can see online and I can actually see the, the conversation that's going back and forth and really help people tweak the way that they're having conversations. So, you know, looking at your text exchanges, looking at your DM, you know, interactions, even just your phone and your videos, are they progressing? You know, are you able to get off just, you know, these quick superficial topics and move into something that's more fun, lighthearted storytelling and just hone in on that, practice it. Even if you have to play a game, I mean, there are so many conversation games out there that you could play with each other. And now there's almost an excuse to do that. You could do that even on your first date. It'd be super fun. Okay. And the fourth thing is, and I don't know if you even thought about this, is that you could do wingal outings and meetings. Did you have a good group of wingals before all this happened? Maybe now you'll end up connecting with some awesome women or awesome men, single people online where maybe you wouldn't have before. So, you know, look on Facebook. There's a ton of free groups, including um, I have one, for instance, it's called the Love Makeover Insiders. I have one just for women right now. Who knows? Maybe I'll start one for men. Um, But, you know, these are free and you will find other single people looking to connect. Um, I think Meetup is even doing some virtual, you know, setups. There's other, you know, group online groups that are congregating. Um, I... I also think that you can organize happy hour outings together. So, you know, like on Zoom, if you are familiar with that software, you could get together with, say, you know, three friends and then you could expand it and say, hey, you know, you bring a friend, I'll bring a friend and see if you can't double that. And maybe now you'll have six wing girls and just think of the the capacity that that can have on your love life, even when all of this is over and then you can all meet in person. How fun would that be? So, you know, again, it's, it's really flipping the switch into this, you know, loneliness, negativity mindset into one of hope, positivity and excitement. Okay. Next question. I don't feel much momentum with my dating life at this time. I did get some matches online, but most of the women are not attractive to me to move to dates. And given the coronavirus situation, I'm hesitant to go to a public place. I assume that the virus makes everything harder. Okay, so obviously this is from a guy. And what I'll say to that is that the virus is going to make it as hard as you make it. And although it's different and although it's challenging, hopefully all the things that I'm suggesting up until now is a different way of looking at things. So as I stated before, I, you know, I get that it may not be possible to do physical dates right now, 
But I actually was really interested in what you just said about most women not being attractive to you. So it makes me wonder if you have even tried having conversations with any of them to see if that changes the way you view them. What if you took this opportunity to actually practice creating attraction and chemistry by building more emotional chemistry with them. So I have this theory that I do with my clients. Um, I might've talked about this before. I call it the chemistry analysis, and I'm not going to go through all of that. And if you're interested, definitely um, let me know and I can talk to you about it more. But You know, I think that there are different domains of chemistry, and it's not just the physical chemistry. You know, we have intellectual chemistry, we have emotional chemistry, there's all kinds of chemistry that we can create with people. And this might be an opportunity for you to create a different kind of chemistry. So, especially with online, if you are someone who tends to get sucked into this shiny object, such as only wanting to be matched and having conversations or interactions with people you find attractive, maybe you should try creating chemistry by building more emotional chemistry with them. So, I would, I would recommend in your case, I would select maybe one or two of those women that are not attractive to you, but has maybe an attractive profile, meaning maybe there's things on the profile that you think is pretty cool. Maybe it's the interest that she has, the way she's writing, um, the personality that you're kind of feeling from the profile. And try reaching out to them and have some interactions. Then if you like her enough, try doing a video date and do a little analysis for yourself. You know, maybe you want to rate her on a scale of one to 10, the physical, and then one to 10, the emotional. Then after your interactions, rate it again. Has it changed? Can you only imagine how this could impact the way you date when you're able to date physically then too in the future? What if this changes the entire way that you've been dating up until now? So again, this is a great opportunity to also work on chemistry. Okay. The final question. Oh, and this is, oh no, no, no. I have two more, two more for you, but wait, there's more. Okay. This one is um, from a woman and she says, I was on the cusp of joining the online dating world again, but I feel like a big challenge for me right now is to get some decent photos up. Any suggestions with all the social distancing limitations? I actually would like to start some conversations with men. Ah, this is a great question. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. There is no better time to work on photos than now. I mean, don't let the pictures paralyze you from creating a profile and start having fun online. I have a feeling that before all this happened, you still had some excuse around not getting your photos up or not, you know, putting your profile together. So don't, don't have this be yet another excuse. In fact, you have more time than ever to really do this. So number one, here's what I'll say. First, use what you have already, okay? Look through your pictures, you know, go through your phone, see if you have some now. I would say in the next two, in the last two years, don't use pictures that are older than two years. Take time to sort through them 
And if you missed my last episode I just did, I actually gave you a link where you can download my free photo guidelines for both men and women, and that will help you get started in what pictures you should select and include. But in general, what I'll say is that you want to start with maybe, I don't know, three pictures, if you can find some good ones that are just of you that markets you well. Make sure you have a headshot and definitely make sure you have a full body shot. And then maybe another one that you really like. And for God's sakes, make sure that it's a good dating image. This is not a LinkedIn profile. This is not a scrapbook. So advertise yourself as date worthy. Ladies, make sure you have something that's sexy, approachable, date worthy, you know, and men make sure that, you know, you're not just putting photos up. That's a selfie, you know, in the, in the bathroom mirror or with oversized jeans or, you know, know, again, this is a marketing thing. And now you can really focus on that. There's no excuse. You have time. Um, second thing, and I, I will say it's, it probably isn't the best time for professional pictures, but you can still pick a photo day and do yourself. You can, you know, have fun with it. If there's somebody living in the home with you while you're in the quarantine, um, land, have a family member, or you could use a self timer if you're alone and just take a couple pictures of you do a photo day do your hair, put some makeup on. If you're a lady, select at least three outfits you can change into for different looks and definitely be mindful of the lighting and just take a bunch of shots. There's, I mean, if you take 20 to 50 shots that day, there's got to be at least three ones that you could use right now. And here's the thing, nothing is forever. Nothing is forever. So for those of you who are like stuck in analysis paralysis and perfection paralysis and all of that stuff, it does not have to be perfect. You can always change it later on. You can always get professional pictures later on, but just get something up that that you feel good about so that you can start doing this. And the final thing I will say is work on your written profile. Now is a great time to hone in on your messaging on the way that you want. I work with clients all the time on making sure they have amazing first impressions, both with their pictures and their written paragraph. Here's what I'll say, because obviously I'm not going to go into all the details on, you know, what makes a good paragraph or written profile, but you want to avoid a grocery list of adjectives about you or boring antics. Instead, think about what is unique about you and who you are looking for and write it with more emotion and more stories and just take a stab at it, you know, and have maybe a friend read it, have somebody from the opposite sex, you know, audit it and get some feedback around it. Just even from your friends and see, again, if you, if something is good enough, just put it up there with, you know, a couple pictures and get started. Okay. Oh, and I will say the last thing just about that, about your profile you know, work on your conversation starters. Oh my gosh. Okay. I can't tell you how many men and women I've been auditing their conversations and they are using these canned ones that are like from Bumble or matching like the suggested, you know, canned ones. And they're just copy and pasting it with every person. Do not do that. Get away from that. You can practice this. Instead, look for ways that you can engage in authentic conversations and start that by just, 
you know, finding things in people's profiles that are interesting and asking about it, it's much more effective because then, you know, the other person feels like you're actually talking to them and you're they're you know, that you're reading their profile rather than just, you know, hey, or how's your day? I mean, who's going to answer that, especially now? <laughs> So again, this is an opportunity for you. Okay. The final question, and I love this question because it has to do with someone who's dating somebody right now who's in a relationship. She said, I'm dating someone right now who I like a lot, but it's only been three months. We are thinking of quarantining ourselves together, but I'm worried that he'll think of me and my hat. I'm worried what he'll think of me and my habits he doesn't know about yet. Is this a good idea? And how do I navigate things when together? Ooh, this is such a good question. Well, there are a lot of people in this situation and there really is no right or wrong answer. I mean, it's a very personal thing and it depends on both parties and the history of the relationship up until this point. So you got to kind of use your good judgment both of you around all of this. You know, for some, it can really bring couples together and in fact, speed up getting to know each other in a more intimate way. I mean, if you think about it, it's forcing people, again, to break down the barriers, be in a more vulnerable state that were maybe up earlier in the relationship. I'll give you an example. I have a, a client in a very similar situation and she decided that her and her boyfriend, they decide to do it. They're going to quarantine, you know, themselves together. And I had a coaching call with her before she went into quarantine land. And, you know, she was talking about all the things that she was worried about. She was worried about her privacy, you know, how he would view her eating and exercise habits, all her little idiosyncrasies, seeing her without makeup, you know, how, how could she have some alone time to keep that balance? And we came up with a plan and how she was going to deal with it, but more importantly, how she was going to talk to him about it. You know, she was really worried he wouldn't like her or find her sexy with some of her stuff. But here's the thing. That was something she struggled with before, that she would spend so much time trying to be someone who men would like rather than just being herself. And then in the end... They never really knew who she was because she never let men see the real side of her or her feelings. And she never developed an intimate relationship with them, like at an emotional level. So I said to her, this is an opportunity for you. You know, this is an opportunity for you to really work on letting your guard down, be vulnerable, express your needs, independent of what this guy thinks of you. Because if he is the right guy, he's going to love you for you. And that's what this is all about, right? It's time to break the barriers. It's time to be in a state of vulnerability. We're all in this together. The right people are going to come together and love you for you and keep that connection going. I want to end this episode actually with a couple of hopeful emails I just received from some clients I've been coaching during this time. And for anyone who needs support out there, I am here for you. Um, again, this is a time to reach out for support more than ever before. This first email that I got from a client I've been working with, she said, Kim, 
I was just listening to your latest podcast about how to, you know, date and connect during the coronavirus. It's true what you're talking about. I've been actually having real conversations with people and getting to know them deeper than I ever would have before. I have an Instagram account where I feature restaurants and bars, and I always put pictures up of their staff and doing other things on there. I've been encouraging people to donate to charities to help service workers on the account, and I feel like I'm making a difference in my city. So beautiful. Lo and behold, my Instagram account started conversations with people and men, of course, ha ha ha, that are deeper and more meaningful than ever before. And I've had the opportunity to share about me and ask questions alike. I think this isolation can be a good thing for me. I hope you're doing well. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. And it's amazing that you're putting, you know, not only some good for yourself, but for others with all of this. And the final hopeful email that I got from a client, and she's in Seattle, so they've been really hit hard. She said, so per your suggestion, I went on a virtual date with this guy last Friday. We settled for a video chat on our phone, and we ended up talking for three hours. Now, mind you, this was somebody that I've been working with who she's she's had interactions um, daily with this guy up until now. And, and, and then, you know, they finally had their first virtual date during the date. We mostly talked about some random stuff like pet peeves, shaving and his wardrobe. But we also talked about some more personal, deeper stuff, like about his relationships and some of my history. We ended the date still feeling really good about each other. Then last night he agreed to join me in an online dancing class I love this, about how to listen to music. Surprisingly, he actually enjoyed it and suggested we re-watch the recording of the class together. We have also purchased a gift certificate to help a restaurant so that we can have our first face-to-face date there. I also had her do um, a chemistry analysis, and this was somebody who she didn't feel like the, you know, the physical attraction was that high, and she wasn't sure just how she felt about the other, you know, feelings, especially with emotion. And after she's been working on this, you know, conversations and having these video dates, she scored on her little chemistry analysis and eight on the emotional connection, which is huge for her because this is something that she normally doesn't feel. So I hope this has been an inspiration. And, um, you know, again, thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can still build confidence, still make connections, and still find love during this time. Make sure you go to my site, as always, seltzerstyle.com for more information. And I hope hearing some of these questions about dating and giving you some inspiration during this time to stay connected motivates you. Definitely join my free Facebook group, Love Makeover Insiders. And I'm going to be way more active. I'm going to be there, you know, just to give all of you more support. I'm including the link in the show description so that you can join that. Don't go through this alone. Don't go through this alone. If you want further support, even more and beyond the group, just hop on a call with me. I'll I'll, include the link there too. And we can strategize together how to keep your motivation and connection going. And of course, stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. 